Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us for the Gears podcast. This is episode two. Uh, I am Alan Warren, and I'm joined with my buddy, uh, Brian Franks. How's it going over there, Brian? I'm good. How's everybody doing? Good, good. Uh, excited to get uh, episode two here going. So that's kind of cool. Um, so if you are just tuning into uh, the Gears podcast and you missed the first episode, we do encourage you to go back and check it out. Uh, but we are going to give you a little bit of information. So uh, we are the mouse experts with ears of experience. And so as mouse experts, uh, we don't call ourselves travel agents. We're a little bit different in the fact that we really want to uh, get to know you as our clients. Uh, we want to know what your likes and dislikes are. Uh, we want to help customize tailor vacations that are suited just to you and your family because uh, every family has a different idea of their dream vacation. So we work really hard to uh, customize everything specifically to you uh, and give you guys a, a special experience for each and every family. So it's not all cookie cutter. Uh, but that's what we're going to do here as mouse experts when you work with us in Ears of Experience. And uh, Brian, hey, why don't you tell them a little bit about the podcast and what we're going to do? Yes. Yeah, so on each episode, we're going to have a couple different categories of main topics that we're going to do. Um, this week, we're going to discuss our the moderate resorts and kind of go over what our favorites are, um, the benefits of them. Then we will dive deep into Disney Cruise Line and kind of discuss, you know, why Disney Cruise Line is so awesome. We'll also play a little bit of trivia. Um, each episode, we'll just have some fun little games that we'll play with each other or uh, any guests that we have on. Uh, we do plan on bringing on some guests a little further down the road, um, some people within the travel industry, some other mouse experts, uh, and then some past clients, uh, maybe even some people that aren't fans of Disney and kind of get their take on it. So um, but then we're just yeah. going to talk about what's new. That's one thing, uh, you know, we want to point out that we, we do call this the Gears podcast, which is short for the guys of years of experience. Uh, but we're not limited just to guys. You know, we we have a lot of other agents that we're going to be uh, talking with and probably bringing them in as guest hosts here and there. Uh, but we're not limiting our audience to just the guys out there. There's plenty, of, plenty to hear about with us, with Disney and Universal, and whatever the topic of the week is. So just yeah. put that out there. And yeah, and, and and I'm excited to bring those guests on. Um, you know, talking to you is great, but it's also good to get other people's opinions and, you know, hear just different sides of, you know, the stories and the way other people feel about different things. Um, it's always great to get new ideas and just get just out there and, and communicate with new people. Yeah, yeah, definitely get new perspectives. So, um, so last week episode, we kind of introduced the podcast, introduced who we were. And, you know, we talked about the changes coming to Epcot and our big, um, our, the big mountains at uh, Walt Disney World and, you know, kind of gave our opinions on those. Um, so if you guys, you know, want to check that out, please go back and listen to episode one. Uh, we would greatly appreciate that. But like I said, this week we're going to talk about, or this episode, we're going to talk about the moderate resorts and Disney Cruise Line. So you ready to get into it? Yep. So first thing we're going to talk about is just a little bit of uh, interesting back and forth is, have you seen it? So we're going to talk about a couple different movies um, and see, have you seen it? What did you think of it? Uh, you know, basic details. So uh, first movie we're going to talk about is The Reluctant Dragon. Have you ever seen that, Brian? It's been a very, very long time, but yes, I have seen it. And I um, keep seeing it on Disney Plus when I scroll through and think I'm going to go back and watch it because I do think it's a really cute movie. And it's, it's one of my early memories when it comes to watching Disney movies and, you know, outside the, the big movies that you see in the movie theater, but I, I definitely love the reluctant dragon. 
Uh, it's been kind of a long time since I've seen that, but that's one of those that I do want to go back and watch again too. There, we got some of these on here that are uh, not the newest things, but that's kind of the point of this, right? Yeah. I, I Every time I think of the Reluctant Dragon, the um, Cowardly Lion also pops in my head. <laughs> He's uh, kind of a similar character. Uh, yeah. yeah, they they go they go hand in hand with me. So, all right, next one is uh, what about three caballeros? You seen it? I can honestly say I have never seen the entire one. No, I have not seen the entire movie. Yeah, I, it's in pieces. I'm pretty I'm sure I have. Movie. I think I've seen all of these on the list, but none of them very recently. Uh, and I do remember three caballeros, but um, if if I'm being totally honest, it's one of those that kind of loses my attention here and there. But I was gonna say the only thing I. I just kind of picture the um the ride at epcot when i think of that movie <laughs> over so, in mexico yeah, and the song right yeah that's about it yeah all right this one's yeah, a classic so I definitely need to go back and watch that one next one's a classic what about bed knobs and broomsticks never seen it you have never seen it and i'm ashamed no and i'm a little ashamed to say oh brian you're gonna have to go back and watch that one so that one um, i know inside and out we used to watch that um a lot growing up with my grandparents and uh, yeah, that was that's a great movie. It goes back and forth between live action and animation. Um, some of the good classic Disney. It's a great movie. Yeah. yeah. All right. I need to go back and watch. What about Great Mouse Detective? I have never actually seen the entire one of that one either. Really, that one's a pretty good one. I, I like Great Mouse Detective. Uh, it's basically it's. Um, uh, oh goodness, what is it? Who's the uh, the English detective? Come on now. Sherlock Holmes, Holmes. yes. <laughs> Losing yeah. it. It's basically kind of the story of Sherlock Holmes. It's, you know, the great mouse detective mm-hmm. is Basil of Mac- Basil of Baker Street is basically Sherlock Holmes with his buddy. It's kind of cool. Um, that's a good one. Yeah. Like, I know the, the the plot and like I think I've seen pieces of it, but I kind of get that one in the, uh, the next movie we've got on our list kind of mixed up. So really. All right. So next one on our list is Rescuers Down Under. I've seen that one. Um, love that one. The the little the accents that mice have. It's it's just great. Bernard and Bianca oh. and their accents. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's a great yep. one. So it it's a kind of a sequel to the classic Rescuers, uh, where they're down in Australia mm-hmm. uh, saving a young lady. Um, that's a pretty good one. Yep. And I saw that one not too long ago. Yeah. All right. It's a good one. Next one's a live one. It's called Iron Will. Have you seen Iron Will? Love that one. Love that one. Love the story. Love the actors. Um, yeah, it's 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 one of my favorites. It's a lot of the great outdoors, uh, you know, boy and his uh, sled dogs. Um, but yep. it's a great movie too. Um, yeah, it's a it's a great underdog story. That's right. Uh, next one is one of my favorites, and it's Muppet Treasure Island. And uh, I probably watch this one more often than I should <laughs> as a grown up. But uh, I love the Muppets. I grew up with the Muppets. Um, I think they're hysterical. And uh, that Muppet Treasure Island, I thought they did a really great job with. What about you? Have you seen it? I have seen it. Um, I don't like it as much as a lot of the other Muppet movies, but I'm not, I like the Muppets, but I'm not a big fan of the Muppet movies. Really? So yeah, it's, especially in the newer movies. Um, I would prefer the older ones versus the the newer ones, but um, I do like the Muppets. It's just the movies for some reason. I don't know if it's just the puppets and the people or, you know, but just can't get into them. Really? So oh, I grew up with the Muppets. No. So yeah, I, I Muppets all the way. Uh, and Treasure Island, I think is one of my favorites. Some of the newer movies, 
you know, Muppets Most Wanted was definitely not the box yeah. office hit that some of the others were, but definitely not. Um, yeah, definitely not. I can watch the Muppets anytime. But I, I, like I said, I love the Muppets. Um, so it's not your favorite. That's all right. No, Sweetums is one of my favorite. Yep. Um, love the chef, but yeah, it's just, I, and the movies, I don't, I don't know. I just can't get into them. So cool. All right. Uh, so next one on our list is Hercules. We're talking about animated Hercules, right? Yep. Um, yeah, I've seen this one. Love it. Uh, I've got more to talk about on that one. So let's, let's skip down to the next one. Okay. Uh, I saw that one too. I think Hercules is a great one. Next one is Hunchback of Notre Dame. Love that one too. Yeah. I think it's a hidden gem in Disney's vault. I really do. Yeah. It's got some great music in there and it's a pretty good story. It's also another underdog story. Kind of, there's a theme there with Disney. Always rooting for the underdogs. I think the, yeah, I I think the animation is that one. And that one is really good too. Yeah. I'm a music geek when it comes to Disney. Um, You know, so you give me a good story and a good piece of music, a great song. It's great. And there's some great music uh, in both Hercules and Hunchback. All right, last one on the list we have yep. is an oldie but a goodie, Swiss Family Robinson. Never seen Never it. Never seen it. Never seen it. Wow. Never seen it. No. Nope. Well, you're a little bit younger than I, I am. There was but... a time. Well, and then I guess I just always went with the animated classics versus the live action back then. So it wasn't until I started getting older where I went back and started watching the older ones. And that one I just haven't seen. So. Yeah, uh, my mom was actually just visiting not too long ago when we ended up watching that. Um, so I was kind of in and out on that one, but uh, it, it's a pretty cool. It holds up, I think, pretty well for as old as that one is. Um, you know, but thanks mm-hmm. to Disney Plus, there is a lot of great old films that are out there that are available. Um, the, all the Escape to Witch Mountains and Return to Witch Mountains and mm-hmm. That Darn Cat and Cat from Outer Space, uh, all those things he grew up with, you know, watching the Disney Sunday movie with my grandparents and everything. It's really cool to sit and watch a lot of those again. We were just talking about that uh, in our house tonight because I guess CBS has decided that they are going to start bringing back their Sunday night movie. Ah. And I think the first one that they've done was uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Nice. And I said, you know, this is a perfect time for Disney to go back and do that with everybody staying at home. Yep. But then I thought, shameless plug, Disney Plus has everything that they have. So they're going to make you pay for it. (laughs) That's true. But there's so much content on there. True. But it might also be a nice option for um, people that haven't already made the switch or the dive into Disney plus Mm -hmm. to start seeing some of those movies and maybe it'll make them want to do that again. But uh, you know, whatever you're paying for Disney plus, we just have the $7 a month plan and that's totally worth every penny. Oh yeah. Yeah. And and even still, I I mean, I I think ours is $7.99 a month or $7 a month, but um yeah, I would. I mean, I would pay the ten, or I would pay the fifteen, because it just keeps us all entertained. There's, we don't have to argue about what we do argue about what we're going to watch. <laughs> but normally, it's you know we come up with an agreement on something. So, yeah, um, so yeah I'm I'm definitely excited for all the new content that's coming out on it over the next couple of weeks. Uh, we could so. spend uh, hours just talking about Mandalorian. What a great show that's been. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I didn't think I, I mean, I figured I'd like it, but I didn't realize how much I was going to like it. And it doesn't have anything with the child. <laughs> I, won't refuse, I refuse to say what everybody else calls it. But it's the, the child. child. Like, um, yeah, no, it's, it's, I can't do the baby. Yoga. <laughs> so, it's a great series though. I, I'll be, yes, it is. And I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes. So, yeah. 
Um, while we're talking about movies, though, there's been a couple of things that's come out in the in the news that I want to discuss. All right. And the first one is the possibility of a remake for a live action Hercules. Uh-huh. What's your thoughts? Uh, for the most part, I think most of the live actions that they've done have been pretty good. There's a few that I don't love, um, but I, I am kind of a classic nostalgia guy. So when they tweak it too much, um, I feel like they're detracting from the story. But uh, the majority of the, the live actions I've seen, I've been pretty happy with. So um, I, I'd be curious to see how they're going to do that. Yeah, I am um, definitely curious to see how they do this because I, I, Hercules is one of those that I also feel like is hidden gem. It has probably the best soundtrack yep. that Disney put out. And you know, people may argue Frozen or Aladdin, which Aladdin is great on its own right. But um, the Hercules soundtrack is, it is, I feel like, what really makes the movie. Yep. And, you know... It, it'd be interesting to see who they get to play some of those characters and how they do some of those songs. And I know they've talked about, um, Brian Gosling and Ariana Grande and Josh Gad. Um, it'd be nice to maybe see Danny DeVito back, but, um, you know, they didn't bring some of the others back for their prominent roles in the animation. So I don't see that one happening, but I, yeah, it's a I'm, tough call. I'm kind of excited. Yeah. I'm kind of excited because I feel like, that would be a really good Broadway play. Mm-hmm. So I think they could do a really good job with a live action one as well. well. So. And we might have a comment about that later in this episode as well. So uh, I agree. <laughs> I think there's um, the music in Hercules is definitely amazing. It's a great um, soundtrack. Like you said, there's some great songs in there. Um, I'd be curious to see where it goes. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to nix it, but uh, it's still early and we don't have any um, casting or a director officially announced yet. Uh, so nope. there's, there's a lot more to come on that, but yeah, I'm definitely to see, yeah. excited to see where they're going to go. Yeah. I think the news with the whole, you know, starting to write or, or at least putting it into works was May 1st. So yeah, it's definitely fresh news, but, um, something else that was in the news recently was universal put out there how successful trolls was. Um, being released online mm-hmm. or, or where you were able to stream it. And so that caused Universal to tout their success and, you know, pretty much stepped on AMC's toes and AMC has made the decision not to show Universal Pictures right now or when the theaters open back up. Yeah. I'm not so sure that's a wise business decision. <laughs> Why not? But what are your Why? thoughts? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I think... Um, so the comments that, that we read were basically that uh, Universal, NBC Universal said, hey, you know, um, Trolls World Tour actually grossed uh, more than the first movie the way they released it online for uh, immediate access and download. And, you know, we're in, a, we're in a situation in the world right now where the theaters are not open. They've already got these movies. What are they supposed to do? Yeah. Sit them, you know, sit them on the shelf and wait. Yeah. Um, I would like to point out that Disney did the same thing with Onward. They made it available for direct download when it was supposed to go to the theaters. And then shortly after that, put it on to Disney plus. So they probably didn't make quite mm-hmm. as much because they don't have that direct streaming access um, for NBC universal that Disney does with Disney plus. Um, I haven't seen trolls world tour yet. I have seen the original trolls movie several times. 
Uh, it's another one of those, I think they did an amazing job with the animation um, and the way the texture of the characters looks and there's some great music in there. Um, you know, I, I don't think, from what I read, it didn't seem like it was a dig. Um, they were just saying, you know, this was so successful, maybe we'll do some more mm -hmm. joint release in the future where you can, you know, buy it at home or go to the theater. I don't think people are going to give up a theater experience um, for certain no. things. I mean, certain things are so much better when you get to see them in the theater with a crowd of people and the, oh, the yeah. sound is so much Definitely. more interesting. I think maybe it's um, maybe it's a little bit knee-jerk reaction at the moment, and I'd like to see how it plays out. I think if they stop all Universal Pictures, uh, I just don't think that's a good business decision. Like you said, I think it's going to make it harder for the theaters to recover because um, there's just too yes. much out there. But yeah. yeah, I mean, it's you really decision. have, you have, yeah, it, it's, it's definitely their decision, but you have Universal and Disney. Those are your two huge, like the, your, your biggest uh, movie makers. Yeah, well, especially since they're and, all buying up all the different franchises. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, and, and I look at it as, okay, people are sitting at home. They need something to entertain their kids. You, if you, you have Disney Plus, you got Onward, you got some of the other movies, but you can only watch those things so many times before they want something new. So the next logical thing is to purchase Trolls. Your kids and, don't watch the same movie 40 times a day? Well, they, they do. <laughs> they, they really do. But but a week later, they're into something I, else. <laughs> I, yeah, and, and I think a lot of, I mean, the success to World Trolls World Tour, it's probably a really, really good movie. We haven't seen it. Um, but how much of that is due to the situation that we're exactly. in? Exactly. Yeah, that was, I think, part of it. If you had the option, yeah, if you had the option to go to see Trolls World Tour, World Tour, or Mulan, Onward, or some of those others that just that didn't get a chance to be released, which one are you going to go see? Yeah, I would have been in the theater you know, multiple times. We don't times, have some of those. So. Yeah, and we don't have some of those other choices right now. So you have Onward or you had trolls yep. and you know for 20 bucks 25 bucks whatever it was you had both you can get both mm -hmm. of them so uh, but I, I even you take out the trolls you, you're losing the fast and the furious franchises or the franchise um you're losing uh harry potter if they come out with another movie yep. i mean there, there's talk of it um, i think there's supposed to be more in the sequel of um uh, the Enchanted Beasts series. First child. Yeah. yeah. I think there's yeah, supposed to be yeah, more there than are, that. There's well. that. Yeah. So there's there's a lot that Universal's or uh, NBC's no AMC is risking yep. by not showing any movies. So um again, what are you gonna show? Just all Disney? Well, <laughs> so, I, I don't think Disney would complain about that, uh, but you know. I don't think they would either. And then I guess you your other one is just become an independent film festival. Yeah. You know, and show foreign movies. So, <laughs> well, Warner Brothers is still out there too, right? They're they're doing their own films. Yeah, so. yeah. For now, <laughs> I can see them getting bought up pretty soon too. So, uh, yeah, I just I found those two things in the news this week that I thought was very interesting, and I was like, I definitely because we we do talk about Universal and and you know the movies that are at the parks. Um, I just kind of thought that'd be something interesting that we we should go over. So. Yeah. Um, back to Disney. All right, and that's that's our main that's our main topic. Um, that's what we both love more than more than Universal, and we we love Universal, but Disney Disney just captures us a little bit more, right? Yep. 
So is there one thing at Walt Disney World you have yet to experience that might surprise our listeners? Um, so I was thinking about this a little bit and uh, it's going to be some of the dining locations. So I have never actually done Cinderella's Royal Table and um, some of the uh, higher end fine dining in some of the resorts I still haven't done. So they're all on my list. I definitely want to get to them, um, but that's where I'm at right now. What about you? The, the dining is just kind of one of those. It, there's so many choices. <laughs> it true. takes forever to go through that's true. them all. So, um, a Cinderella's Royal Table is be... talked about so much, though, that I guess people would think, how could you not have eaten there? Yet? Yeah. It's hard to get in. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, you know, last episode we talked about me being a thrill junkie and loving the thrill rides. I think a lot of people that know me um, would probably be very surprised that, you know, to know that I, I've never ridden Tower of Terror. So, not Tower of Terror, uh, Rock and Roller Coaster. Like did, Sorry. Didn't uh, we get you on Tower of Terror last over, time? We didn't. We were supposed to. Oh, and right. plans changed because we changed parks that day. Oh, that's right. That's right. So... Uh, so yeah, but rock and roller coaster, I've never ridden. Wow. Every time I was going to, the line was just too long and I was like, you know what? It's fine. Right, we can go do something else. You got a single so, rider that thing if you got the kids and they don't want to go. <laughs> I know. I know. I, I, I'm surprised I've never done it, but it's just, like I said, it's, it's one of those that I was just like, hey, it's okay if I don't do it. No big deal. So right, if you're usually with your kids, then that's probably an okay excuse, but yeah, yeah. it's definitely one you need to do. Yeah. It's, it's a great ride. Yeah. Like I said, you know, we're down there every year all together and I've just never done it. We were supposed to, we changed parks last minute. Uh, we decided to do Hollywood studios because, uh, Rise of the resistance. Land had just opened up. Yeah. Well, yeah. And this time we did rise of the resistance yeah. and everything. So, um, so yeah, the last two, last two times I've gone, it was just didn't happen. Not on the forefront of my mind. So, <laughs> um, but it is what it is. So, um, like this is another thing we're going to try to do every episode. Um, tell me something good. Tell me something new. What's going on? Something good, something new. So, uh, I am going to stick with my music theme cause I'm a music guy and uh, I'm going to go back and say, I think they did a great job with the Disney family sing-along that they aired with, uh, all the different celebrities, uh, basically performing songs from their home or remotely mm -hmm. as it were. Um, I think they did a really great job with that. And it was just announced that they are going to do Disney Family Sing Along Episode 2. So it's going to be put out on May 10th, uh, right around Mother's Day. So I think that was pretty cool. I think they did a good job. Uh, there's so much going on with all the streaming and things out there right now. People, you know, being able to work together remotely. Um, I think it was just a good showcase of that and some great Disney music and talent. That was one of those we had to record because I don't remember what happened, but we, we, we recorded it and it's been on my TV just about every single day. <laughs> and I've heard Ariana Grande over and over. And, uh, I think my favorite part of that was, um, probably the, um, the Aladdin, um, song that they did. And I, I felt like that was just a really good version of it. Yeah. The Broadway cast. That song is so yeah, it's so difficult for me to think to, you know, just to do that one because of the history of the song. And, you know, Robin Williams is by far the, the best genie that they'll ever do. Yeah. And for them to do that song and do such a good job with it, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm impressed. These, these guys, you know, 
yeah. make me want to go see the play. Yep. So um, mine is normally we want to do something Disney or Universal related on this one, but I've got a little story because of the situation we're in tonight or, the, or this right now um, with the world the way it is. We were on our way back from my, my mom's house tonight. And we had to stay there a little longer, well, longer than we wanted to because there was a tornado watch and some really bad rain and winds. And so on the way back, there was a tree that was blocking the road into our neighborhood. Mm. And so I, I dropped my wife and kids off, got my chainsaw, um, got a rain jacket and went out and see if, just went to see if I could be of some service. And we ended up with about 15 or so neighbors out there chopping up this tree, wow. moving it to the side of the street. Um, the fire department showed up and basically just said, you guys got this. And we were just kind of like, yeah. And I just thought it was really cool to see the community come together and on the neighborhood come together and just be what a neighborhood is supposed to be. Yeah, that's great. And so it, it was, it was really good feeling. The homeowner was very appreciative because not only was one tree blocking the road, another tree had fallen on the guy's house. Mm. And after sitting there looking at the damage, I was looking at this one tree and I said, okay, if the wind blows really hard, that tree is going that way. And my truck is parked right underneath that tree. <laughs> so we got it moved pretty quick, yeah. but uh, like I said, it was good to see the neighborhood come together. So um, I had something different for this one, but I was like, you know what, let's, I'm going to talk about you that. Know, I want to talk about a community coming together it's great. for somebody they didn't know. Yep. So, and we need more of that. And I, I think you're starting to see more of that, especially as, you know, the current yes. situation drags on more and more people are getting out there and doing something and, and helping their neighbors. And, you know, that really just yep. shows you that, you know, we all come together in a time of need, which is great. Um, but it'd be mm -hmm. great if we could figure out how to bring that goodwill out all the time, but it's definitely great yeah, to see it you know, right now. So uh, what's next on the list? All right. So we're going to move on and we were going to talk about the moderate resorts at Walt Disney World this trip. Or this My episode, favorites. So, yeah. the, the moderates are your favorites, right? They are. They have are. you stated um, all of them? I have stated all of them. I've stated two of them. Mm -hmm. Actually, well, technically, I've stated one of them. But <laughs> so let's <laughs> let's talk about them. So the moderate resorts at Disney World uh, include Port Orleans Riverside and Port Orleans French Quarter, as well as the Coronado Springs Resort and Disney's Caribbean Beach Resort. So I personally have stayed at Port Orleans Riverside. That's one of my favorites. Um, so of those four, wh what were your favorites? Uh, Port Orleans Riverside is definitely my favorite. However, with the Skyliner option now, I have not stayed at it since the Skyliner, Skyliner option came about. So that might change. Um, because I do like the convenience of just jumping on Skyliner. Mm. So I, I would say Port Orleans Riverside for now. Um, French Quarter because they have Mellow Yellow. Um, <laughs> Priorities. Quarter out of Springs and Caribbean Beach, to me, they're, they're, they're kind of spread out. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm going to say Riverside for sure for now. And like I said, when I, when I stay at one of the others and I hop on the Skyliner, let's just see how, how it changes. Yeah, Coronado for me has always been... Um, kind of the convention moderate. So they have a huge mm -hmm. convention facility and, and that's where a lot of the conventions had to go and it's kind of spread out. Um, so I, I'd never really considered staying there, but when we were just there um, in February and we were able to get a tour of the new Coronado Springs tower. That is pretty amazing. I definitely would like to stay there. Um, it, it gives you a deluxe feel in a moderate price point. Um, the rooms are 
pretty roomy, actually, um, pretty spacious. Uh, I was pretty impressed. And Caribbean Beach, um, I've just never stayed there. I don't even know why. <laughs> I didn't really have a reason, but we, have, we haven't done that yet. We we did our honeymoon at Caribbean Beach. Nice. Um, and like I said, it just it feels kind of spread out, mm-hmm. but I kind of feel like it has to be uh, because it's all kind of around the lake. Um, but Coronado Springs, the the even the standard rooms are are really nice. Yes. They um they they have a you're right you're right it's it's kind of like a convention style hotel so they they're bringing a lot of business people and you feel like you're you know in a high end resort you know and even though it's a moderate and that's so for the price it's I feel like it's definitely worth it and it's very clean um, and all the rooms have but, recently yeah. been refurbished so they're all mm-hmm. um, the new uh, carpetless rooms and uh, many of them have those. Yep. Uh, table that converts into a bed so you can have you know a bed and a table if you don't necessarily have four people in the room which is a nice option well even yeah and even without that um i I never realized how much changing the carpet out and putting the wood in uh would make a difference but it's just it seems quieter um even though carpet is supposed to be quieter but it's you just don't feel like it's a very loud resort and you you do have the space if you don't need the bed you just fold it up and you have the table but then you can bring it down anytime you want to so um they those beds very you know they come in handy a lot yeah i stayed in a renovated um for one night at the all-star um not too long ago after it was recently renovated Mm -hmm. i like the style of the renovated rooms um maybe it was because it was all-star uh it was a bit different um i did not love the lack of carpet I did feel like it made it a little bit louder. Um, we were also back in an adjoining room and we could hear the people next door. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, it was an interesting thing, but yeah, the the convertible bed to the tables in the new rooms are um, really nice because like I said, usually it's just two of us. Um, so having a space to sit other than one little chair in the room and everything was pretty nice. I like mm-hmm. the renovated rooms. Yep. Yeah. They, they, I think we stayed in pop that had the table bed combo with the floors. And I don't remember it being all that loud, but we also went, uh, we were just there for one night before we jumped on our cruise. So probably didn't pay all that much attention. It also wasn't that crowded. So mm-hmm. that could have been the difference, but yeah, when we were there, it was pretty crowded that um, time. What, what do you feel like makes a moderate resort a better class than a value? Um, first off for me, I like the building layouts a bit better. So um, with many of the value resorts, they're long, narrow buildings, outside walkways. You know, you might be walking past, you know, 10 or 12 rooms to get to your room. Um, the layout is just a little bit different for me. And uh, it, just, it just seems to be a rowdier group. Maybe it's because of the way mm-hmm. the buildings are laid out and, and the noise factor is a little bit different. When you step up to those moderates though, you know, you still have the outside walkways, but the buildings are clumped in different ways. So you don't feel like you're doing this, you know, 10 mile walk down an outside walkway to your room. Um, it's, it's not quite a schlep, I guess, uh, in some ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you're not passing by so many rooms. You're not, I don't know, it just feels a little more cozy, um, a little higher end. Uh, and then definitely the way they're kind of spread out a little more. So I know um, at Port Orleans, 
you know, the, the, it's a sprawling resort for Port Orleans, um, but having the nice walkways and things between buildings and just, just a little more space and a little more room, I, I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I stayed at a French Quarter, I didn't realize this until um, somebody was asking how my stay was, and it's like it's good. It's like it's nice and quiet. You, it's very peaceful, and I said it doesn't feel like there's a whole bunch of people here. And she said, well, this is our smallest resort on property. And at the time, I didn't realize that. And, you know, you still had you know, your, your walkways and your passing buildings, but it didn't seem as like it was as long. Yeah. And I think maybe it's because you're not going around the pool like you are at all the values. Yeah, that's true, too. And so when you, you know, you go around the pool, those pools are huge. <laughs> So you're adding several minutes of time and, you know, just kind of going around the pool, but then also just to the bus stop, you got to go through the pool. Uh, you got to go through the, the, the check-in to the bus stops versus at the, uh, the moderates. You just go to the closest bus stop to you, except at Port Orleans French Quarter. Cause it's so small. They only have the one bus stop. Mm, yeah. So um, yeah, it, they're pretty walkable yeah, though. I mean, it, you're right. Yeah. I think it, it has to be the layout of it that it, it just doesn't feel like you're, you know, walk in 10 miles to your room um, where some, mm-hmm. sometimes it does in the values and, and maybe it's just, you know, typically by the time you get back to your room, it always feels like a 10 mile walk, you know, but that's, that's Disney world. I like that. Yeah, uh, there's some great sit downs that are available to moderates too. So um, the food court at uh, Port Orleans Riverside is really great for the quick service, um, but they've got a nice sit down restaurant in there too. And a couple more lounges. So. Yeah. Um, my wife likes the beignets. So everybody, at French we, Quarter, even if we're not yeah. staying there, yeah, even if we're not staying there, we got to go to French quarter and get some, you know, and usually we drive. So it's kind of like a nice breakfast on the way home. Mm-hmm. Um, you would think in 10 hours, we'd be able to get a box of beignets to the house. <laughs> not typically, so much, right? <laughs> we, t- we typically don't. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, you're right. The, the sit down restaurants, um, there's plenty to eat and um i think it's called rick's at uh Coronado springs mm-hmm. um it's kind of like a little sports bar mm-hmm. uh, that one's pretty good so um but it's kind of more set up for your business uh convention types where it's mostly bar and then they have a few tables that you can sit down and order as well so but coronado with the renovation um, has added a couple more dining venues as yeah. well so there's yeah. some, some cool choices there. Yep. That, that tower has made the world of difference to that resort. Yeah. We so. went and uh, went to the lounge up at the rooftop. Um, so there's a lounge and a, a restaurant at the rooftop of the tower at uh, Coronado. And uh, we went and had a couple adult beverages and sat there uh, with the big glass railing. And we were able to watch over um, Star Wars and Galaxy's Edge, all of Hollywood Studios, you can see right from up there. So it was pretty cool. Uh, when they were doing some of the fireworks, it's kind of a neat spot. I was just saying, you can see fireworks from there too. That's, it's a great view of Hollywood Studios. They don't, it's not fireworks dining by any mean, um, but if you're out of the lounge about the time the fireworks at the studios are going off, um, you definitely get a pretty good view of those. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a character meal there too, right? There is. I believe it's breakfast. Yeah. 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 And it's, I think it's Mickey and Friends. So uh, definitely worth checking out because they're in different attire. They're not in their regular, you know, classic attire. Mm-hmm. So uh, which I, Chef Mickey's there, you know, in, in their chef's outfits. But um, 
yeah, it's it's a good one. So I've had lots of good reviews on it so far. I know you said you only stayed at Port Orleans Riverside. If you can't stay there, what's your next choice? Of the moderates? Uh, yep. Especially now, um, I would say probably Coronado and then Caribbean Beach. I, I'm really interested in Coronado and uh, given it an opportunity now. Uh, like I said, I really feel like the feel has changed with that tower yeah. and made it a, a pretty different restaurant. Um, it's also very Southwest Tex-Mex um, style. Mm -hmm. And um, that, that's kind of our thing too. So I think that's going to be on our list of one of our upcoming stays. I want to check out the bed situation. Like those fold out beds. Everybody talks about how comfortable they are. You know, the ones that fold out of the wall. Mm -hmm. um, the ones that were falling down when they first opened, but they, they corrected that. So um, yeah, I want to, I want to check those out because those rooms, they, they look like they're thousand dollar night rooms. Yeah. The, the tower you rooms know, definitely and, do. Yeah. So um, yeah, that one's, that one's on my list too. And pretty unique elevators we noticed there in the tower. So yeah, you actually, the elevators there are new technology and you actually tell it um, yep. in the lobby area of the elevators, which floor you want to go to. Uh, mm -hmm. And then one of the elevators will open up and light up to tell you which one is going to that floor. So once you get in the elevator, there's no buttons. It's kind of interesting. Kind of when I, you know, when, when I first heard that, I was kind of like, okay, it, that, that sounds to me like tower terror where you're like, <laughs> your elevator goes up and then it shifts to one other side of the floor and then it goes up again. And, you know, and I was kind of like, Disney comes up with everything. So, uh, yeah. so, um, anything else on the moderates we need to go over? Uh, well, so like just one of the differences between, uh, value moderate and deluxe is that when you go to the moderates, the pools have slides. So if that's important to you, uh, I love the pool on Old Man Island at Riverside. That's a great pool. Yeah, you can actually fish there too. You can fish at Port Orleans oh. Riverside. Yep. Um, yeah, the water slides at, at, at the resorts are, are, are great. Um, all the pools at all of them are great. And um, even, even besides the pools, they, there's just so much to do at those resorts that you don't get at the value. Um, and it, so if you're, if you're going for a full week, but you're only going to the parks for three or four days, or you have a down day, um, you get in early, but you're not going to the park that day. There's, there's, there's a ton to do. Yeah. They have a lot of activities and, at the resorts. Um, yeah. Like s'mores. Um, I mean, there's just, we've seen tie dye so shirts do done and, and all yeah. kinds of things that you can do. Uh, my mom was pretty excited about that. She made a tie-dye shirt over by the pool at Old Man Island. Uh, and they kind of teach you how to tie the knot so that you get the Mickey print in the middle of your tie-dye shirt, <laughs> which is cool. But yeah, there's a lot of activities and things like that. If you're going to stay anywhere at a moderate or better, um, I always recommend at least one down day. So you can take time yeah. to really enjoy the resorts because, uh, you know, people are so um, so in tune with going and seeing all the parks and getting everything done. But, you know, your third or fourth day, all that walking, you start to drag. So if you get the opportunity to have a decent resort, do a couple days and, and take a, an off day, uh, enjoy the pool, enjoy the resort, uh, maybe Disney Springs for a little bit, uh, and then pick it back up and hit the parks again for another couple days, you're going to have a much better trip. And you get that little bit of time to refresh. Totally agree. Totally agree. So. All right. Well, I'm excited to dive into each one of these a little bit further on their own. Um, 
and just spend a whole, you know, an episode talking about each one of these separately. So um, definitely want to do that later on down the road. Sounds good. So should we move on and talk about some trivia this trip or this episode? Or I keep calling it a trip. Yeah, because I, I need to redeem myself. I didn't do so well last time. <laughs> my, my wife kind of gave me a, a hard time about it. Well, let's see how well you do with this one. So uh, our, our big topic of this week uh, is going to be uh, Disney Cruise Line. So I thought I would pull out some Cruise Line trivia. And uh, I was going to ask if you know what years the Disney ships went into service. No, I don't. No, you don't. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> I had to kind of look these up too, but I thought it was kind of cool. Uh, so the Disney Magic <laughs> was the first uh, of the new Disney ships. Um, Disney Magic yep. and Disney Wonder are part of the Magic class. Uh, they both have about 875 staterooms and have about 2,700 guest capacity. Uh, and the Disney Magic came into service in July of 1998. So that ship's been out there for a little while. Uh, the Disney yeah, Wonder. I've actually been on them. Yeah. I've been on the Magic. I've been on the Magic so too. It was uh, 2010, I think, is when we were on the Magic. So I, I think it was 99 when I was on the Magic. <laughs> It's been a little bit of time, so yeah, ready to go again. Uh, so Disney Magic came out... Uh, 2008, 2008, sorry. It was 2008. <laughs> you had kids, so yeah. Uh, uh, so Disney Magic was July of 1998, and the sister ship, The Wonder, came out uh, in August of 1999. And then that was followed up uh, quite a few years later when we brought in the Dream class of the ships, where we brought in the Disney Dream, mm -hmm. uh, which launched in January of 2011. And her sister ship, The Fantasy came out in 2012. Now the dream class category, um, they have 1,250 staterooms and can accommodate up to 4,000 guests per sailing. So. And you don't, you don't feel like there's 4,000 guests on that ship. No, you really don't. Like it's, you, people are like, I don't want to be on the boat with that many kids. And uh, I don't want to be on a ship with that many people. You don't feel like it's there. No, there, like, there's so much Unless space. it's a deck party Yes, deck parties and fireworks. Yeah, that's what that's you feel when everybody like. comes out. <laughs> Other than that, you don't feel like it's that bad. Yeah. Uh, the bad. last ones that are, we're going to talk about for the ships are there have been three new ships announced. Uh, the new ships are mm -hmm. going to be a Triton class ship. Uh, the first one is scheduled to come into service in January of 2022, and that will be the Disney Wish. So we will have the Magic, the Wonder, the Dream, the Fantasy, and the Wish. Uh, and then the remaining two ships are due out uh, later in 22 and 23. And we don't have names for those ships yet. And I know we, you said that, you know, the, the first set came out uh, a while ago and, you know, you would think for a ship that would seem really old and, you know, you would think that maybe they would start to show their age a little bit, but they really don't. Um, they're still extremely clean. Um, it, it, Really walking around, it kind of looks like they're fresh on the on the water. Yep. So you know, and, you you're know, looking at twenty year old ships, you know, for the wonder and the magic. But it, but it doesn't feel like that. Well, they do go through regular refurbishments as well. So they mm -hmm. get they get to go to dry dock and they get some downtime and they get you know a little shown a little love. And um, when they do that, there's typically some refreshment that's going on in the ship itself, as well as some upgrades to different things. So um, I know that the animators palette restaurant on the ships has gone through a couple of changes since it first came out. Uh, and then other things have been added. You know, they swap out different ships. Um, they might redo a restaurant. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, they, they keep them pretty fresh and they keep them uh, going. Yeah. And that's one thing you'll see when you're on a Disney cruise is that maintenance and cleanliness never stops. So I've noticed no. when you're in port, even you might be 
you know, important in Nassau or uh, at Disney's Island. And you could literally see people hanging off the side of the ship, painting it and working on painting and making mm-hmm. sure it's got a fresh coat all the time. And it always stays uh, in good repair. It doesn't ever get run down. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and that, I, I honestly feel like that's why you don't see Disney on the news as much as some of the other ships, yep. as far as all the sickness going on and, and things like that. But um, have you ever seen one of the ships dry docked? I have not seen them dry docked. No, it is a pretty amazing sight to see them out of the water. I, you you don't realize like you think you realize how big they are. Mm-hmm. And then you realize once they're out of the water, you're like, well, there's a whole ship that I didn't even see. Yeah. So yeah, there's several um, um, feet underwater that people don't realize. Yeah. They're a lot bigger than what people really think they are. You just, unless you're standing right next to it, you, you just don't understand how massive they are. Yep. So, well, the trivia part of this, and, weird, no so I kind of gave you a little history there, but for the trivia part, I want to know if you can name the characters that are all represented on the backs of the ships. So each one of the ships has uh, a three-dimensional character that hangs off around the name, and uh, they all have a different character represented. So can you name okay. the characters that are on the how many how, how many ships are we talking? So um, we have four ships in service, and the fifth one has actually been announced. So we know who's going to be on the back of the ship. We've seen some artwork of so, it. So let's see if you can okay, do five. So, the five. Yeah. so okay. first ship was the magic. Who's on the magic? Uh, magic is, I'm going to say Dumbo. Eh. No, no. Sorcerer, Sorcerer Mickey. Eh. All right. Still out. <laughs> the magic no. is actually Goofy. Goofy is on the back of the magic. Ah. All right. Uh, so next ship was the wonder. Who's on the back of the wonder? I'm going to say Donald. You're right. Donald and uh, one of his nephews are actually on the back of the Wonder. Uh, Is it Huey? Wow, you're going to trust me. So it, it's the one with the red shirt. <laughs> I don't know which one I believe that is that's Huey. I can't remember. <laughs> I believe Dewey is green I don't think and I ever Huey learned their blue, names, but I could have that backwards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. All right. So uh, after the Wonder, we had the Dream. And who's on the back of the Dream? Dream, I'm going to say Dumbo. Sorcerer Mickey on the back of the dream. So by process of elimination on the back of the fantasy would be is Dumbo. That's Dumbo. There he is. Uh, and then the new one that's been announced, the Disney wish uh, who's going to be represented on that one. It's Rapunzel and Pascal. I believe. Yes, that's correct. I think he's on it with her. He is. He's kind of hanging from her hair as she's painting the it's, back of the ship. So they, they all on a swing, painting. right? Uh, from her I hair, she's on a swing. Swing of her hair. Is it like, from her hair? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. I'll be honest. I'm. I'm going to take a stab in the dark with the. Is it three remaining ships? Right. Two after that. Yeah. Two. Two yeah. Um. I'm going to say Tinkerbell is on one. I would be surprised Hopefully. if she's not. Yes. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say I think Genie is on the second one. Ah, that is a great idea. I was going to say Genie. Just my guess. Or Jiminy Cricket. Jiminy Cricket might be a nice option. Oh, that would be a good one. That, that would be a good one. Because yes. classics. I could, I could see them possibly putting maybe like a, a Winnie the Pooh on one, though. Um, I don't know. There's so many good options, but I feel like it's got to be one that represents the ship. Right. So. And uh, Minnie is not represented on one of the ships yet either. So we have Mickey, uh, Donald, and Goofy, but no Minnie yet. So. That, that is true. Some good options there for their ships. I think it's going to depend on the name. Yeah, there are. There. So, you know, with Wish yeah. being Rapunzel, um, I think that's perfect because, you know, 
she wished to get out of her tower and mm-hmm. see the lights. She had a lot of uh, yep. I've got a dream song. So yeah. yeah, I I love the names. I really do. Like they're they couldn't be more Disney. So well, and the fiber optics in the name on the side of the ship. If you have paid attention, so you know all the ships have their name um, kind of scribed mm-hmm. on the side, uh, but in the evening. All of those names are fiber optic and light up. So that's kind of cool too. It's part of the Disney magic. And well, I, I, yeah, I knew it, but I don't think I've ever seen it. Oh yeah. Because I'm usually on the ship I don't think at I've night. I've seen one of Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So unless you're one of those points where you get to Nassau and it's starting to get dark and you start to see them, but yeah. Yeah. yeah usually you're back. I've on never the ship. been left behind. So well, that's a good I, thing. I wasn't one yeah. of those, you know, they, they make the joke about if you're not on, you know, on the ship by a certain time that you can, wave goodbye to yeah and it's never happened to me yeah not to anybody i know thank goodness but i i have heard stories (laughs) that it does happen oh yeah 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 and it's expensive flight back well and hopefully you have your passport on you and not on the ship because that could be a whole (laughs) other story yeah Yeah. all right so So, let's move down and talk about disney cruise line sounds good so what do you have for us good um I'm excited about uh, some of the new ports and, and the returning ports, I guess, mm-hmm. um, that I hope they become more permanent year, on a year basis. And it's uh, uh, Port, uh, New Orleans. I almost said Port Orleans because the resorts <laughs> we were just talking about. Um, but New Orleans and uh, Galveston. Um, to me, both of those would open up a whole new option when it comes to itineraries if they made those more permanent. And I think a lot more people would, I think they would see a, a rise in um, passengers because they're, they're more local to Texas and, you know, the South versus going all the way through Florida or California or New York to some of the, the main ports for the States. Yeah. Uh, Cause there's, there's a lot of people in Texas and it's, it gets kind of expensive to go to either California or to Florida if you plan on taking a cruise. So I think they might lose a few people to all those other, cruise ships that will leave nameless yes so. well and anybody in the midwest you know you said that you tend to drive mm-hmm. when you go down to florida and i know you guys are in tennessee um we often drive from illinois we're in the chicago area so uh yeah it'd be a much shorter trip to drive down to galveston or new orleans and get on the ship from there yeah so good opportunities definitely mm-hmm. yeah and, and i mean i know you can go to miami or you know you can fly to miami or uh, fly to Orlando and then take the, uh, you know, the bus, uh, the Disney bus over to uh, Cape uh, Port Canaveral, but you got to stay a day early or so. But if you could have the option to fly to new Orleans, um, that might be a lot closer flight for a lot of people. And so, it, you know, yeah. yeah. Good to have options. Well, and that's the thing is yeah. as more ships uh, come online, you know, they can't keep more than about two at Port Canaveral at a time. So uh, that gives you a lot more itinerary options and, and home port options um, to start spreading yep. out. In addition to, you know, occasionally the ships uh, transition or one or two of the ships will transition over to Europe and do European cruises too. So just gives you opportunity to do more of those year round when you have more ships and more, yeah. more places you can be. Yep. And, and once those new ships come out, that it would be interesting to see. I know they'll probably pull a couple of their older ones back to, to do some, you know, upgrades on them. But um, once all of them are out leaving from ports at, you know, at the same time, it'll be interesting to see how many different opportunities we have to go to, you know, newer places. Yep. So, yep. Um, so with that, 
is there a Disney cruise that you're just dying to take a certain destination that you want to go to? Um, so I have done a lot of cruising uh, through Eastern, Western Caribbean and Bahamas. So I would really like to do an Alaska cruise or a European cruise. Those are definitely on my list. And a lot of my, my travel tends to surface around Europe, but uh, Alaska, I know people that have done Alaska tours and said it was amazing. So I think that'd be pretty cool. That is on my bucket list. And I keep saying it's going to be the next Disney cruise that I take, but then I keep thinking, I don't want to take my kids. That's when I want to go on, you know, just an adult only cruise. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not so sure that's, I don't want to say it's not kid friendly because it's Disney. Of course it's kid friendly, but to them, I think they just rather, you know, go to the beach and just do all the different things that they, they can do on the islands right. um, versus going and, you know, looking at all the things that Alaska has to offer. Yeah. I'm just not sure they would appreciate it as much. So kids attention I'm, I'm span is probably Alaska. shorter when you're looking at glaciers going by, I would imagine. I'm not so sure kids attention span can be any shorter. Than <laughs> that, but, um, you're right. We, we have that issue sometimes. Don't we? Yeah. <laughs> but I, I can appreciate the glaciers. I can appreciate the orcas. I can appreciate everything that the Alaska cruises have to offer. So, yeah. um, but I'm, I'm with you on Alaska. And then I want to take a transatlantic. I, I, that to me at first sounded miserable, but then I started really thinking about it and I've gotten older and I'm like, that could be really cool yeah. because you're on it for 10 nights or more in some of those cases. Yeah. 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 So, some of them more. And I'm, uh, yeah, cause I think they have a 10 night and a 12 night. Mm -hmm. Um, and they stop at some really cool places. Um, fewer stops. And they don't eat. stop every day, which is part of the whole crossing. Yeah. Yeah, um, I think you have like five or eight days at sea, depending on which which des uh, which uh, length of time you take. But um, yeah, I could I can go to England. I can stop at Ireland. I can stop at Canada, um, or the other one goes to Portugal and Spain. Like I could do those destinations. But more than anything, I could eat Disney food for ten days. <laughs> and just be, so that's people don't understand is even if you don't stop at a port, the activities and the um, character interactions and the service and the shows and everything, they still go on every day. So there is mm -hmm. still plenty, plenty to do uh, on a ship if you are not stopping at a port. So yeah, I agree. That's no, one of those I think would be a lot of fun too. My biggest thing with yeah. those is um, unfortunately here in the US, we don't get really long vacations. Um, you might get lucky mm -hmm. to take two weeks at a time. So I, I work, uh, my other job is international freight. We have a lot of European folks that we work with and they get month vacations. Um, that they can take all at one time, which amazes me. But yeah, my whole thing is with the transatlantics, I don't want to spend my entire vacation getting to Europe and then not get to see Europe either. So, you know, <laughs> it's great. Like you get all the way to Europe and you've had this great, you know, 10 or 12 day cruise and up oh, time to go home. Like, no, we just got here. There's yeah. so much to see, you know, that that's always been my dilemma <laughs> well, with the transatlantics. You can do, so you can do the cruise where you fly to Europe and you spend um i guess you're doing the eastbound mm -hmm. uh oh no you would be doing westbound the coming back. westbound cruise yeah um so you can fly to europe spend a week in europe and then hop on the ship and spend another week coming back yeah well 10 days coming back so yeah you use up all three weeks of your vacation that you've been there for 10 years yeah, exactly yeah. you know you've, you've earned but yeah um that's the only, co yeah, the only concern i have with the transatlantics it's like oh you get that close to europe yeah. and then you don't get to see the castles and all the things that are amazing in Europe too. So you have to have some longer time to do that. But yeah, that's one we've always talked about too as a transatlantic, just because 
I, I can only imagine how relaxed you would be by the time you got home for 10 days on the ship. You'd be like, oh, East, it's great. Step back on the step back on the mainland and you're like, oh, please put me back on the boat <laughs> exactly. and send me back to Europe. <laughs> yep, yep, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, you kind of touched uh, touched on a little bit, but let's um let's tell the listeners what to expect if they've never been on a Disney cruise before. All right. What 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 should they expect? So yeah. Um, I guess I'll start on, uh, I think, cause it's probably my favorite, but I'm a, I'm a Disney foodie. Oh. Like give me Disney food, whether it's park food, resort food, snacks, or, or the Disney cruise line, give me Disney food. Yeah. And so I love, and I'm not, I'm a picky eater, but I love the food on Disney cruise line. Yeah. Um, so whether it's the little, all you can eat snack bar. Mm-hmm. Um, with the hamburgers and hot dogs and all that, or the signature dining that you get at the restaurants. Um, yeah. Give me that all day long. <laughs> yeah. That's it. a lot of people don't realize is that, I mean, there are award-winning chefs that are running these, these yes. restaurants on the ships and in some of the parks. Yes. So um, it, it's not just park food. It's, it's great. I mean, they have the buffets, the buffets are awesome. Um, but those sit down restaurants, um, it's dinner and a show almost in the restaurant in some cases, you mm-hmm. know, so you're, you're in the main dining room and pirate night and, you know, people are kind of dressed like pirates and the kids come in from the uh, activities and they're kind of done up as pirates and they have seen, they usually do a little song with all the kids things. It's kind of fun. Um, when you're at animators palette, then you get to uh, talk with crush turtle talk with crush kind of happens there in the restaurant. He's hilarious. Which, yeah. He interacts with people in the dining room. Um, you mm-hmm. know, so it's, it's dinner and a show. You get, great atmosphere you know it the food is amazing I'm with I, you. Got, I got a quick story about that one um so we went on the uh we went on a disney cruise in uh october mm-hmm. it was our fall break um tennessee has fall break the first week of october all of a sudden a couple of years back they started not doing the free dining uh, or we couldn't like if you're in tennessee you couldn't get the free dining for fall break mm. So when we were on our cruise, people kept asking everybody, where are you from? Where are you from? And everybody was like, we're from Tennessee. I think the DBC guy that I spoke to, he said 70% of the people in the park or on the cruise ship were from Tennessee, South Carolina, and Georgia. Because the promos. Everybody, my, <laughs> yes, my kids kept running into people they knew from school on the, on the ship. Um, so, yeah, we were, we were uh, sitting in an animator's palette. And Crush kept coming around from, you know, uh, table to table. And he kept asking, where are you from? Where are you from? Or, you know, in his voice, and he said, dude, where are you from? And I'm from Tennessee. And he's like, oh. And then he moved over to another table. He's like, you from, you know, where are you from? And they're like, we're from Tennessee. And he's like, are you with that guy? And they're like, no. And he's like, <laughs> he, he was mind blown. He couldn't figure out what was going on. And he kept going from table to table. And everybody was from Tennessee. And he's like, I give up. <laughs> so that's pretty funny. It was hilarious. Um, but yeah, I... I love the dining experience in those restaurants because you have the same staff every night, each night. Yep. Yeah. You have your, your waiter and then his assistant and they remember your names. They remember what you like to drink. Um, they're extremely professional. They will make suggestions and you know, if you're not sure they'll bring it and they'll say, I'll bring you something different. If you don't like it. Or if you like it, everything, they'll bring you another one. <laughs> yes. Everything they suggested was good. And like I said, I'm a picky eater. And I'm like, man, I don't know about this. And he says, just try it. And I was like, okay. I was eating stuff I've never eaten before. And I'm one of those, if I can't read it, I'm not eating it. <laughs> I ate stuff that I could not pronounce. Yeah. And it was still great. So, 
it, my, my daughter's a picky eater and he's like, what will she eat? We will go get it. And, and so every night after the first night, he had a hot dog ready for her every night yep. because that was all she was going to eat. And we didn't have to ask. It was just there. Yeah. The staff is amazing. So, well, and they are. you kind of touched on it, but if, if nobody's been on a Disney cruise yet and you've been considering it, or if you've been on a different cruise line, uh, dining on Disney is a little bit different. So on most cruise mm -hmm. ships, you have one large main dining room and you might have some secondary specialty restaurants that you can kind of um, elect to go to instead of the main dining room. But on Disney ships, there are actually three main dining rooms and every night you have rotational dining. So one night you might be in the main dining restaurant. The next night you might be at animators palette uh, and the next night you might be at one of the other restaurants, but you're right. The wait staff goes with you from location to location every night. So you always have the same people uh, and they really just take care of you. It's part of that Disney service. Um, but that's one of the things that's yeah. great about, you know, being able to go to different restaurants every night, even though you're on the ship, it really adds to the experience. Yeah. And you, you don't have to go if you just want to skip dinner that night and just get something room service or whatever. I mean, or you the don't buffet. have to go. Yep. Um, yeah. Um, or one of the specialty restaurants. They know when you're not there. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they know when you're not there though. And, um, and if you're not there the next yeah, night, just, they're going to ask you why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what yeah. happened? Um, <laughs> Yeah, but I, I'll tell you another, another quick story about our cruise in October. Uh, it was really, you know, it's during hurricane season. So we had really wa uh, rocky waters the very first night. Um, all the cast members were, were making comments about how rough it was at seas. And Mandy, uh, you know, my wife and, and my, my oldest weren't really feeling all that great. And, you know, we, we got up and left a little early, but it was to the point where even the waiters trying to carry their food just had to stop and prop themselves up against the wall because wow. it was so bad. And, you know, they kept checking on everybody, seeing how everybody's doing and things. And it was, it was the whole ship was just, you can tell most of them were not feeling very well. Wow. And, um, but they, they, our waiters were just, kept, you know, they kept checking on us and seeing how we were doing. And they got us uh, food to go because we had already ordered and they sent it to the room. Um, it was, it was just so nice to know that they actually, like, we felt like they cared and they were going to do everything they can to make it comfortable for us for that very first night yeah so that's part of the disney after magic. that like yeah they they felt like family like after we got off we knew their kids names <laughs> uh, we knew the people next to us we had the same waiters um it was it was it was great so yeah. well so another thing that's really great about the uh ships uh is the award-winning entertainment that you get on the ships like everybody knows i mean it's disney right so you get disney characters and you get disney experiences when you're on the ships um, different meet and greets with the characters and things like that. Uh, but there is some great entertainment that goes on the ships. So um, part of that is uh, the main theater every night has different shows and they're Broadway style mm -hmm. shows. So some of the ships are doing um, Beauty and the Beast on Broadway. It's not the, you know, New York Beauty and the Beast on Broadway version. It's uh, more styled around the new live action. Um, but they're, they're full fledged Broadway style shows that are going on on these ships. And there's, you know, different shows, you can still go to the dining, or you can still go to the theater every night and get a different entertainment experience. And, and some of them mm -hmm. are just amazing. Yeah. And, you know, the entertainment at the parks are, you know, they're amazing in, in their own right. But there's just something about being there on a Disney cruise with the entertainment they have in, in the shows because maybe it's because you're closer to the action and you can see the characters faces a little bit more and things like that. You just, you really feel like you're involved. And in some of those shows, they actually do involve you. Yeah. Um, they asked my son to be chip 
at the end of Beauty and the Beast, ah. like the live thing, you know, the, the boy, and he refused. And I was like, oh, dude. <laughs> um, but, you know, I wasn't about to make him go up there and do that because I think he knew what was going on. Um, even the guy that was working is like, man, if you don't go up there, I'm going to get fired. You don't want me to get fired, dude. You got to need you to go on stage. So um, he wasn't having yeah, it. I mean, they just, they no, but they really keep you involved and engaged you know, more than the parks do, because like I said, you're, you're there, it's a smaller audience, but you just feel so much closer to them. You really feel like you're in the show. Yeah. So, well, and that's one thing I remember too, is that um, even though they're doing a show, like you said, there's a lot of um, where they kind of break that third barrier where they look at the audience and make a comment. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't really take you out of the story, but it really adds to it, the, the interaction yeah. and the fun of it. So yeah. Very cool. Kind of like the the frozen sing along yeah, at Epcot exactly. or, uh, at uh, Hollywood Studios. You you feel more involved in that one, and you you take more interest in it because it's you never know when they're gonna just break character and just look at you and say something. Yeah, I totally ask a so, lot. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. The, the shows on the on the on the ships are amazing, and you know they've got the the, the movie theaters there as well. Yep. So you you know you you can always go check out a show, um, and then they have several different live action shows where they, their characters are performing on deck parties um during the halloween they have the um the, the halloween parties they've got the marvel shows uh, but the deck parties are amazing uh you got to get there early to get good good seats um but i mean they there's just they're so animated they're keeping you entertained they're getting you to dance they're getting your kids involved um i can't i can't even think how many i think we've if you're on three nights, I mean, there's three different parties. Um, you got your sail away party. I mean, it's just, it seems like there's a deck party every day, a couple of times a day. And you just, you're, you're just having fun and you don't even realize it. Yeah. It's just, just one big party. It's a lot like so. walk, watching a castle show at, at Disney world, mm-hmm. but the stage is nowhere near as tall. Cause it's, you know, yeah. right. They're right out there kind of with you. Uh, and then they come out and like you said, interact with people as part of it too. So yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Deck parties are pretty cool. And and then you have the fireworks after oh, the some fireworks, of them. Yeah. So we'll, we'll talk about that one in a minute. But um, I kind of mentioned it with the uh, Halloween and the Marvel, but do you want to talk about the other special cruises that they've got? Yeah. So uh, if you have never done a, a seasonal cruise or a specialty cruise, um, it's definitely something to consider. So uh, they do have Marvel uh, Day at Sea. Uh, so when you're on a Marvel Day at Sea cruise, there is one day when you're at sea that all the Marvel characters are out roaming the ship. Um, so you actually get Iron Man on the ship and some of the other characters. Spider-Man uh, is pretty cool. Uh, they have a Star Wars Day at Sea. So obviously you're going to meet uh, Darth Vader and Stormtroopers and uh, several of the other characters. I believe Ray is meeting people on the ships now. Um, so if you're either a Marvel or a Star Wars fan, definitely look into those options. Uh, and then they do seasonal holiday trips. So um, the Halloween cruises, there are giant decorations that they bring into the lobbies of the ships. Um, there are decorations they put on the windows. Um, it, it's, it's not tacky kind of decorations. It's Disney decorations. No, uh, and, and it just really enhances so much The characters will be out in Halloween or Christmas costumes. If you're doing the very merry time, um, cruises at the holidays and, uh, it, it's, it's amazing. I mean, if you've ever been yeah. to Disney world, uh, or Disneyland around the holidays, it, it's very similar. It's just so decked out and so taken care of. And it, it's, it could be a whole new opportunity for 
mm-hmm. holiday traditions. I, uh, one of my favorites is I love the Halloween, uh, cruise, um, because of the Halloween party and just seeing everybody in their costumes and things like that. But, um, the, uh, the Marvel battle that happens on the, um, on the deck, um, you know, you've got, um, good versus evil and just, it's just kind of cool to see them do that in such a tight space because they, they have a small deck and then they cover up the pools and that's where everybody sits. So, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool to see that kind of, you know, that thing happen. Um, you talked about some of the different characters that, you know, are on and yet during the seasonal cruises, they're all in their, um, seasonal costumes, Mm -hmm. but even, even some of the, like just the regular cruises, you have the opportunity to meet some of the characters that you don't get to meet at the parks. Yep. And so at the Halloween, um, I think you've got your different um, villains that come out every now and then Um, Jack and Sally are there from the nightmare before Christmas. Mm -hmm. Um, They let's see. Fancy Nancy is on some of the cruises and she's a, you know, Disney junior character that you don't find at the parks. Um, Stitch, Peter Pan, Captain Hook and Smee. We're, we're on, uh, we're on some of the cruises. Um, We actually saw Captain Hook trying to trip the, um, the, the the runners when they were doing their laps, <laughs> he would stick his foot out, try to trip some of them. So that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, you just you just have opportunities to meet characters on the cruises that you don't get to meet around the parks, and you don't have to wait in line for some of them either because they're you're not fighting mobs of people to get pictures to like you. yeah yeah. So when you do the princesses, you do got to get the uh, the reservation for that one um, to get the best chance of getting autographs and pictures. But um, they're all lined up in a row, so you just go down through the line of the, the four or five and get your autographs and pictures, and then um, you can move on to Mickey, um, all his friends, um, Chip and Dale. Uh, I mean, and you just never know who's going to be on the ship, mm-hmm. so it's it's a great opportunity to see those characters. Yeah, in a different light, too, you know? Yeah. Yep. Yep. They, they're more interactive because they, like you know, you're not fighting for time with them. So, uh, fancy Nancy walked my little girl all around the ship doing, you know, window shopping (laughs) because the stores were closed and they just kept going from, you know, window to window, looking at all the stuff in the, in the the stores. So that's great. Um, it, it is, um, let's see, you know, when you're on Disney cruise line, it's a completely different experience than it is when you go to the parks, because when you're in the park, you're go, 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 go for the most part. Yeah, that's true. Um, Got to get it all in. When you're on Disney Cruise, yeah. When you're on Disney Cruise, it doesn't matter what you do. You you know how long your vacation is. You know pretty much what you're doing that day, whether it's, you know, your day at sea or your guests are stopping at one of the, um, the, the ports and doing an excursion or whatever. But on the days that you're at sea or you don't want to get off the boat, um, you can do something or you can do nothing. That's the best part that's, of a cruise. That's the best thing about yeah, you, you don't have to do anything. And if you want to do something that's still relaxed, there, there's plenty to do. I mean, there, there's bingo, there's scavenger hunts. Um, we said the movie theaters, um, they have rooms where you can just go and play board games. Um, they have trivia games, they have bingo. There's yeah. All kinds of yeah, games. They, uh, we usually have a we, belly flop contest up by the pool and different kinds of contests and things going on up there. Yeah. One of them has a uh, putt-putt on it. Um you know, there's basketball courts. There's, I mean, it's just there's something to do for everybody. What about the little and, kids, though? You know, we talk. 
you got some younger well, kids. They, yeah, and they um they have the kids clubs, and but they even even without the kids clubs, they have um, scavenger hunts where you can go and get a map, and for instance, one of the uh, one of the mysteries is there's some paintings that are stolen from a museum. Uh oh. And yeah, so you you have your little map with your suspects on it. It's Cruella de Vil, Gaston, Jafar, you know the villains, and you go from painting to painting, and the painting. Like it gives you a clue, you go to the next painting, the painting comes to life, and it gives you another clue. So then you go to a different uh, deck on the ship, find that painting, scan your little card, it gives you another clue, until you get to the very end and you find out, you know, who stole the painting. That right there can take, you know, an hour, or you can spread it out and do it over three days because you're going from one end of the ship to the other end of the ship, from one floor, you know, one deck, uh, bottom deck to the top you're 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 getting a lot of steps in. so <laughs> you're working off all the food you get while you're on the ship right yeah that, yeah but it's it's it keeps them entertained that sounds like sorcerers and, of the magic kingdom yeah. you can do it's very similar yeah that's pretty cool yep yep and they have i think three different versions so um and they've, they've got the kids club like i mentioned and they've got they've got a nursery for those that have small children um, you can drop them off. You guys can go to the lounge or to the adult only, uh, area of the ship. Um, my kids did not want to come out of the kids club that very last day. We had to beg them to spend time with their family <laughs> and they're like, do we have to? And it's like, yes, we, we paid for this vacation to be here as a family. We're going to be here as a family. So, um, but now there's, I mean, there's Disney infinity. You can go to Andy's, um, Andy's room and they've got just, oversized toys and everything like you're in the movie just kind of like andy's backyard um there's a uh, you can fly the millennium falcon mm. uh, in one of them um then they have art centers and craft centers and they have uh, like a cooking time um they have a time where they'll do science experiments but they they give out an oceaneers um schedule of what's going to go, you know, happen in the kids club. So if you see something that your kids want to do, if there's like a Disney trivia, Disney karaoke, anything like that, it's on the, it's on the map or the, the schedule. Your kids can go down there at that scheduled time and participate. And there's different, or they can just, there's different categories for different age kids too, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah they, you've got your toddler, infants and toddlers and you've got your um, elementary school and then you got your, your uh, teenagers. Um, so they've all got their own space so that you're, you know, your 15 year old's not in there with your six year olds. Yeah. The, the so. teens clubs are pretty cool. So they, um, one yeah. of the teens clubs has uh, a bar of non-alcoholic drinks and they can get, mm-hmm. um, smoothies and a bunch of different things that, you know, make them feel like grown ups hanging out in kind of a grown up yeah. lounge. And if you're over 18, you're actually not allowed in there unless you're on nope. one of the, uh, uh, open house days where they're kind of showing you what it is. So, yeah. Yeah, it's great that there's opportunity for everybody to do something. And, and as you said, yes. when your kids are out and having fun, there are still plenty of adult things to do. There is an entire adult area of the ship that if you're under 18, mm-hmm. they don't want you in there. So there's a comedy club. You know, there's some over 18 um, restaurants. So while your kids are out enjoying those club activities, um, you can have a little bit of adult time as well. Because it's a good opportunity. You're not. Uh, it's one thing people think about the ships is that you're you're stuck on a ship with all these kids. Um and it, you really don't feel like that at all because there's so much opportunity for adults to have their own space and do their own things as well. That makes it really nice. Yeah. Especially when, when you have the, um, the adult deck 
and so you've got your own little pool, you've got your own little lounge chairs, so you don't have to you know worry about kids coming and splashing in your pool and all that. You you just you can relax, um, which you don't get at the other pools. <laughs> so if you go to a on a Disney cruise and expect to go relax by the pool, it's not happening. I mean, you, you can watch the you know the big screen and, and catch a movie and all that late at night. Um, How many pools are on the ship during the day? Two. Uh, well, I say that there's, there's the two main ones and then there's, um, you got the adult only, which is, I don't want to say it's a pool. It's more kind of like a spa and big spa, yeah. big, yeah, big hot tub type. And then you off to the side, you have a, probably a, a 15 by 15 size. That's like the family pool square rectangle type. Well, it says it's a family pool, but I mean, it's, it's, it's everybody. like a, um, have you ever been to a trout farm and you see all the little trout in like one little <laughs> corner or section? It's kind of like that. You got all these kids in this one little area. Nobody can swim. It's yeah. It's, well, then they have the kids area. There's either oh. a kid's pool or a splash pad or something. So they have a splash, the splash pads yeah. with the slides and things like that. Yeah. So um, there, there's plenty on there, but yeah, on your days at seas, they do get a little crowded, but um, the best time to get on, get to the pool is uh, the day you arrive on the ship. Yeah. You just, take your take your stuff in a separate bag so while you're waiting on your luggage to get to your room you just go enjoy the pool other things you really get when you go on a disney cruise um, is the excellent customer service that you get everywhere so we talked about it before that you get you know the wait staff in the restaurants and you move from restaurant to restaurant every night but the wait staff follows you and they are just phenomenal they remember you know like brian said you know if your kids are only going to eat certain things they remember what you had to drink before um you know a lot of times when you walk in they're setting your drinks down, whatever you've ordered before, asking you, hey, do you want, you know, another of this cocktail or that cocktail? Um, you know, I'm sure it's all written down and they have <laughs> cards they can look at, but it, they just make you feel special. They make you feel like they're really taking care of it. Um, so your your wait staff is great. Um, the housekeeping staff, every time I had an interaction with the housekeeping staff was great. Um, all the cruise directors yeah. and everybody on the ship. I mean, it's just, it's that kind of Disney white glove service. Uh, yeah. The room attendants are pretty cool. So they do um, towel animals typically when you're out enjoying the day and you come back to your room in the evening and you go to change to go to dinner or after dinner, you come back and uh, you have all these cool towel animals that they've made um, out of the towels in your room. And sometimes they'll take your glasses or your sunglasses and put them on them or a hat or things like that. Um, so you have all these different characters. It's kind of neat. Um, and they leave chocolate. Oh, chocolate every night with a turndown service. Yep. What's not yeah. to like, right? Our, um, no, our, our last room attendant, yeah, um, I think it was our very last night. He said, uh, he made a comment. He's like, I never see you guys. And we're like, what do you mean? He's like, you guys are never here. You're never <laughs> in your room. And I was like, and that's kind of the point of being on a cruise is not to be in your room. So, but that's the thing is they, um, they make a point of that. It was like, Hey, it's, you know, the first time I've seen you that they, they really make you feel welcome. And like, yeah. you're, you know, they enjoy being with you. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. And the towel animals, I still get amazed every time I see one of them. I'm like, how do they do that? So it's, they're, they're great. You got to get pictures before really you pull them ones. apart though. <laughs> yeah. You always have a, a yeah. scroll of towel animal photos when you get back. Yeah. And I'll be honest, like I'm one of those, I can remember bits and pieces of all my vacations, like the highlights. And every time I get off a Disney cruise, I feel like the, the biggest thing I take away is just the customer service. Yeah. Like, you don't get it anywhere else. Disney period. You just don't get that customer service anywhere else. So yeah. um, it's a blast. 
really, yeah, really love Disney Cruise Line. So if you guys haven't taken one yet, get with us. Let's get one booked for you because they're definitely worth it. Yeah. So vacation to remember. Well, and um, so I spent several years working in Orlando. And so for me, the nice thing was, you know, once I was no longer working at the parks, uh, I had one of those jobs where you're always available by phone, right? You're always available by phone. (laughs) So for me, we started taking cruises and it was like, well, uh, your boss is like, well, we can reach you, you know, on the phone if we need to. And like, yeah, if you want to pay the 850, you know, a minute ship to shore call, Sure. Like, oh, no, no, I can't do that. Okay, well, as soon as the fo- as soon as the ship hits international waters, the phone <laughs> goes in the safe. I'll see you in a week. So that yep. was, that cinched it for us. We were cruises from then because we could actually unplug and take some time off. That was great. Yeah. And, and even if you are one of those where you have to work while you're on vacation, you can, you do have the, you have the internet package. Yep. So, um, and, it, and it's definitely worth it if you're one of those that, um, has to keep up with what's going on outside the outside the ship. So, but try um, to do that as little as possible when you're on the ships. <laughs> yes, yes, that's the point of being on vacation. Exactly. So cool. Uh, um, have we missed anything? Oh my gosh! I bet we could talk about cruise line for hours and hours. We, but we probably could. Yeah, I'm ready to go on another one now. Actually, I'm well. Yeah, I know you just yeah, went I'm a couple months ago, and you're already feeling the withdrawals, right? I, well, we uh, we were ready to book another one as soon as we got off. So <laughs> that's usually the case. But the plan was to go back this year. The plan was to go back and um, take Blaine to go to Galaxy's Edge this year. And yeah, I think we're going to hold off um, probably till October now and just kind of see how things play out. But uh, we're waiting on school schedules to see if they alter how they're going to alter fall break and things like that. But yeah, lots of up in the uh, air. At we're the definitely ready. Yeah, definitely ready for some kind of Disney vacation, though. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think that's all we have for this episode. We had quite a few topics in there. Uh, so we want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, we hope you're enjoying the podcast and uh, we'll stay tuned in and listen as we come up with new episodes for you. Uh, one thing we do want to point out is that if you are interested in a specific topic or you have comments for us, uh, you can reach us at info at gearspodcast.com. So send us your comments, send us your show topic ideas, things you want to hear us talk about, and we'll happily take those into consideration as well. So yeah, catch us next time for episode number three, where we're going to talk about the differences in the resort categories. Um, so if you don't know, there's a value, a moderate, and a deluxe. Um, and deluxe villa. There's very, yeah, there's the deluxe villas. And there's major differences in all of them. So uh, we will dive a little bit deeper into those, uh, help you make uh wise choice on which one fits best for your family. Yeah, it's not just the price uh, we'll play point a little that's bit different more either. There's a lot of a lot of options there. No. Yeah. There are a lot of different options. There's a lot of differences in, in between them. Um and, and really it's it's kind of depends on what you're looking for for your vacation. So um we'll play a little bit more trivia. Uh we'll have some more fun. Uh but yeah we'll definitely get into those resorts and like I said help you figure out which one fits best for your family. All right. So be sure to check us out on the web at www.gearspodcast.com. You can find us on Facebook at Gears Podcast and Twitter and Instagram at Gears underscore podcast. So be sure you check us out and follow us on all those. We keep up with the latest information on what's going on with the podcast, what we're doing next. Uh, And we appreciate you guys. And again, we want to end with a quote from Walt Disney. And Walt once said, when you're curious, you find lots of interesting things to do. So go out and be curious. Thanks, guys. Episode three is coming at you soon. Thanks, everybody. Talk to you next time.
Yeah. <laughs> 